take two men that happen to be cousins who share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room, and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? A corpulent cornucopia of cinematic scrutiny we call The Finleys on Film. Also, don't you um, don't you hate it when uh, don't you hate it when don't you hate it when when you have kind of bombed a little bit? I'm not talking about on stage, by the way, Tommy. You're gonna be you're a stand up comic, but just among friends, when you have kind of bombed and a friend comes in to try to like guide you or rescue you, that's worse than bombing. Like what? Like give me an example. Uh, I don't have a, like a ready made like bomb joke, but like you you sort of bomb and instead of like someone just ignoring it or going like, oh my god, pu that that stunk it up. Someone goes, oh, you mean, and like tries to help you with the joke. Hmm. It's almost more insulting. Just uh, let me bomb. Wanted, okay, I'll go with you on that. One. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. There's just more respect in it. Right. Yeah, so I'm going to let you bomb. I, like, <laughs> I hate it when they go, hey, that was very brave. That's, <laughs> oh, that's no. That's the big insult. <laughs> that's the worst. Oh, you know, that was, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a nightmare. Hey, Tommy, how are you, man? Oh, I'm very well. How are you? Good. Now we're uh, 2019, I think. Oh, Or my something God. like that. It feels like it. Doesn't it feel like 2019? <laughs> you know what the fucking the podcast worst? Podcast long, long march here. The, god, <laughs> the goddamn worst is uh, I still do, and I'm. this is, by the way, let this lay, because this is going to be a bomb. It's so hacky, this little fucking podcast premise. But I do still, I'm of the age where I write checks occasionally. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> I will at the beginning of the year. I, it's, not, it's not that I do it, it's a, then I say for about a month, I'm still writing 2018 on these checks. Uh, and anyone who's, a, who's younger than 90 will be like, checks? What the fuck? And why the fuck am I still using checks? Well, checks, I get it. No, checks are convenient. Here's the one. And but but put it all online, like automatic. You, uh, yes. No, not automatic. No, because then, then they've got your numbers. Then they can just reach in there. Anytime their little sticky fingers want to reach in your fucking bank, Anytime they pull they wanna, out money. Fuck them. They don't get that. They want to make a cool, cool <laughs> stash. They go to Tom Smith's bank That's account. Right. Fuck them. They don't get that. They don't get that kind of. I, I, I can't do that. But I, what I was wondering, like, um, yeah, yeah. But what about people who still go to the bank like on a regular basis? That's yeah, I do just because I lose my wallet every month. Yeah. Well, okay. You <laughs> I'm gotta, a big wallet loser. And then I don't know. I don't remember what it was. We were. It was one of the movies before the podcast. I can't yeah. remember what. Just watching somebody go into a bank like in the seventies, mm-hmm. like God damn! Mm-hmm. Before they had ATMs, yeah. Like you had to, if you were doing anything that weekend, you had to go in before yep. and have that oh, money boy. ready for the weekend. God. This is hacky, by the way. This is terrible. It's crazy. <laughs> I do remember your dad. How do you do that? Your dad lent me the nineteen eighty two. I guess it was. Um, he had the VHS. He taped uh, the Super Bowl between the Niners and the Bengals. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it, and then late, like a few years later, I wanted to watch it again. Uh-huh. That was a big deal. No, no YouTube or anything. Like, can I see that tape uh, of the? Uh, yeah. that was a and he game. had it. That was a great game. Yeah, uh, your dad did something kind of smart, and that's uh, you know he w- he had the the VCR, the top loader, three hundred pound VCR. <laughs> we talked about this before. He would yeah. do the the Talk about hacky and old the EP like slow mode. He could fit three yeah. movies on a tape. Yeah. Right or science had it down right, but but of course he had also like not even remote control. It was on like a a wire. Yes, there's a wire wire. going all the way across the room, and he it it was like a a pause, like a like a physical like mechanical pause you'd have to do for the commercials. So, so, the, so there was inevitably a delay on the pause. And also then when you were watching it back, it, it didn't smoothly sort of cut on and off. It went... And that, you knew the commercials. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, so he, he, he decided that he was going to keep the commercials 
Oh yeah. And this thing, and which is a bit of wisdom because I then years, years later, I borrowed it a second time. So now it's in the nineties, and I'm watching this like fifteen year old, you know, Super Bowl, and it um, had is like 1982, and it's like um, First National Bank of the West, like automatic. Whatever teller machines, like the convenience right. of getting money out of the side of the building. Right, that was a fucking huge lead up for a new. Well, no, I don't know. Well, we can, no, we can make some <laughs> Sorry, you know the funny is that that kind of that Less kind of been, tastes great. That kind of trend that, that that kind of morphed into something a little more sinister later on. Which is well, he got to the point where he would not. Uh, he would only tape uh, a Super Bowl with the Niners in it. Oh, of course, yeah. But he got to the point where every year, come Super Bowl, yeah. he would tape all the ads from the Super Bowl. You he mean like a whoever whole was in it? Yeah, no, totally, yeah, yeah. Who didn't matter? He just, but he would just tape the ads. So, so he'd reverse he had, like it. a whole tape of ads yeah. for the Super Bowl. That actually like, seems tremendously mainstream of your dad. Because that's, yeah. I mean, that's if you turn on. This is why I hate like uh, morning radio even more than our listeners hate us. Well, whoever's probably not listening to us, uh, ironically, is that Get the cowbell, Joe. Let's go. Come ding, on. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> is that uh, the the first morning radio shows after the Super Bowl? It's like, what were your favorite ads? Uh, go. Oh. Here's the I, one where you stick a I've gun in your mouth. I've never found that conversation interesting. No. Nah. Yeah. Or it's Halloween. You know, What's your favorite, favorite candy? My favorite, yeah. Uh. My, my favorite Hyundai. Ugh. Um, but yep. I will say this. I did one once upon a time. Somebody put a gun to my head and made me watch a copy, a copy of uh, the uh, Star Wars Christmas special. I don't know if you've ever seen that. My God, that's a. Uh, I'm not a fan of the bad to be good, but this is bad to be good. This is legendary. Yeah, it's a awful, dreadful thing. But the there's print, no dialogue for ten minutes. This, yeah, well, <laughs> the the print. But what, what I want to get is that the print that they got a hold of yeah. was somebody had just taped it all the way through, so it had ads from like that yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, man! Like 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 a like a. A, a golden eagle like soaring over a, bu- a majestic lake, and that's a Chrysler ad. Who yeah, the fuck knew? yeah. Like, there was an entirely different ethos for uh, for ads back then. It was interesting. Yep. Like they tried to drag you in with something visually appealing, not just beat you over the head with buy this shit. I guess so. I didn't. Not that they were. Not that they were saints or anything. Yeah. Not saying that. But okay. Anyways, Don like, we, Draper drugged us, and raped a lot of women. We digress. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, um, okay, this is interesting because Tom, you had suggested something, and that was let's do a Marx Brothers movie. The problem is, I thought about that, and it's like I I love the Marx Brothers too much. I don't want to talk too much about the Marx Brothers in a single episode when, in fact, you know, I want to talk about like several movies together, right? Sure, right. And so, like Duck Soup is what we were going to do, but like Duck Soup is, you know, you haven't seen it, I guess, but like in my mind, it's so monumental. I probably and, have actually. Yeah, you probably okay, but. But but there's a way to talk about. It. So I thought, what what about doing starting with a Groucho Marx movie after the Marx Brothers, and also like just I want to myself. I'm not telling you what to do. I want to contain most of my conversation to that to Groucho in those years and later. All right. Because there's an interesting aspect. So so we chose um, Copacabana. Copacabana, starring Groucho Marx and uh, Carmen Miranda. Yeah, the original Charo. Ooh, yes. <laughs> the original something. We'll get into that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so okay. So here's the thing. This is the dirty secret on this one. Yeah. I, I kind of, I like, I think Groucho is absolutely the best thing about this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that being said, I'm not like, I'm not the biggest Marx Brothers fans. I actually found Groucho alone 
Kind of yeah, delightful. Is, listen to our previous. Kind of cool. Yeah. Episode, well, no, it's, you'll it's know why Tom's doing this. <laughs> no, it's I find the Marx Brothers statement. a little bit over. They, they they they're a little overwhelming after a while. I have to kind of pause and walk away. Yeah. But but Groucho on his own was fucking. He he really does. He earned his reputation. Well, there's as no a question. Truly brilliant comedic. Person. No question that he was. There's a fucking reason genius. he was the leader of that yeah. group, right? Yeah. So it's like without getting too deep into the Marx Brothers, but it's like you know Harpo had had his own particular talent of like silent you know mimicry. And, and um, Chico was just a fucking degenerate in real life, and it just sort of bled over to this. Got a story on that one, too, yeah, <laughs> later yeah. on. But but Groucho was like, you know, I have a book. Um, my stepdaughter gave me of there was a guy who did like twelve interviews with Groucho in the last ten years of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know how he convinced Groucho to do it. But like every, you know, every year or something, they would meet, and Groucho would have him over to his house. Uh-huh. By this time, by the way, Groucho was. Um, friends with a number of people right um one of them is dick cavett was like um a hang like an ass kisser of groucho's dick cavett liked to say i'm woody Allen's friend and groucho mark like that was his like wow. claim to him but also groucho um was huge friends with alice cooper shut that in the 90s well alice cooper by the night don't get me wrong i'm a lot that i love that idea that's really fucking alice great. cooper is from you know you know, spent most of his life in Glendale, Arizona, yeah. and when he got sober in the seventies and became kind of a born again Christian, he also like um, became a he's kind of a Republican type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not that Groucho's even that bad, but it sort of brings him over to like I oh, love like he's also Alice Cooper's great friends with Pat Boone, right? Right. So I mean, Pat Boone's a t- fucking tool. Apparently, by the way, Alice Cooper uh, in real life, I have a friend who lives uh, he lives out there who's yeah. met him a couple of times. I oh, know, big fan of the fanny pack. Listen to me. <laughs> let, can, me let me tell you something. A, I'm not kidding. B, I'm not surprised, but still. I find zero wrong with the fanny pack. Oh, of course you Oh, my God. I mean, I, I don't. I really don't understand the hatred of the fanny pack. It just looks it's like, convenient. It just looks weird, man. It's just... It's, it's a, uh. Yeah, but if I were talking... Be a man, have pockets, Joey. If I were talking... Have some pockets. <laughs> okay. I mean, I... That you you got me. <laughs> you beat I got me louder submission. than you. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, so back so back so like you know, Scratcho Marx is, is like finds Alice Cooper kind of a cute you know individual and and and, he's, and, and you know um, Grouch is being sort of um, taken advantage of by I forget her name but it was like you know some someone in her forties who was kind of hot and I, he knew it but but Raquel uh, Welch of the <laughs> yeah right of these twelve stories these little interviews. I, I kid you not, Tom, at least 10 of them start this way. So Hop and I were trying to fuck this girl. <laughs> Every fucking time. Groucho was a fucking boon hound. And I swear uh, that is the center, I think, of what motivates him toward 90% of what's funny. Right. And I don't just mean like the gags where he's falling around the girl uh, and honking a horn underneath her skirt. Yeah, there's a like, there's a like, when he does those jokes, there's a little honesty going on. There. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you can see it like in, if you watch, and this is YouTubeable, watch like um, This Is Your Life mm-hmm. in the 50s. He's not only de- demonstrably one of the sharpest fucking like wits. Like, well, yeah, the, the, the great response, the one that got him kicked off TV. Well, that, I, I, I had heard two things. I'd heard that that one, um, that that's a myth. No, it happened. It I, actually seen, did I've happen. Actually you actually seen it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so the woman from Bakersfield, go ahead. The, 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 the woman, uh, she's, uh, the, she's interviewing a man and wife, uh, and the woman has had 22 kids. And he's like, 22 kids? That's amazing. And the husband goes, well, I love my wife. Groucho, I love my wife. And Groucho goes, well, I love my cigar, but I take it out once in a while. Yep. And that guy got kicked off TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I didn't know that guy kicked off TV, but boom, like, it's legendary. So, fact, so yeah. funny. And there's a few of them. You yeah. know, it's, it's sort of like... Um, and sometimes I, 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 
I used to think that that some of them were written, you know, like Paul Lynn in, as Center Square uh-huh. used to have these great comebacks. But you realize after a while, like, oh, they were clearly written, and he's sort of pretending uh, yeah, yeah. to struggle to get this thing. Right. But with with Groucho, I suspected that that the contestants had stuff written for them. But what I I, I soon began to realize you know, he was he was struggling not to say shit. He was struggling not to say to, to, <laughs> to say shit, and also I think that his quit quit made people so nervous that they started they would flub, and so like a woman would say, you know. Uh, well, my husband's abroad, and Groucho would sort of like pause and look at the camera and say, <laughs> "I'd like to see what kind of dress he wears." So, like whatever it is, right? Right, or nothing. Just let it hang. That, it's sometimes we let it hang there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're talking like His it's it's amazing. before all of this stuff, and and of course, Groucho comes to this like. A uh, terrible end in 1977 when they YouTube this if you have the stomach for it when they drag him on a couple years a couple months before his death onto the Oscars. Oh. I mean, a shuffling and drooling Groucho with the fucking ah, okay. oh, it's terrible. Let us have her. Let us have that image. Yeah, and he and of course the 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 sort of the stages of Groucho are like grease paint mustache, right? And then the film we're going to get into and and you bet your life is his own. You know, sort of big mustache, mm-hmm. and then by the time he dies, it's this wispy sort of like yeah. Pepe Le Pew, <laughs> and he, he's by the way, talking I, to a coat rack. I have some, uh, I have some, uh, some uh, what do you call it? Corroboration for you. I had a friend, a friend of mine whose dad was a Los Angeles police uh, officer. Yeah, uh, and then uh, when he when he retired, he went into security for Hollywood, mm-hmm. and so he knew Groucho. He yeah, would, he was bodyguarding these people around. Yeah, uh, and he got the he had the occasion to like rent out the. Um, the ex Marx's like the Marx's house. They had a house that they all like sort a of party work, house. worked on. Yeah, okay. It had a grotto. It had a fuck grotto yeah. <laughs> in the basement. It didn't have like a swimming pool. It had like this whole series of like yeah. caves and water and all like this. This whole f- there was this entire complex based on the fact that the Marx Brothers were insatiable pussy hounds. The the thing is with with pretty awesome. the stories with with guys like the Marx Brothers or like James Caan had the same thing like a house like mm-hmm. is that they actually kind of had the house that Hugh Hefner was supposed to have. A lot of people oh, have reported God, when they you, when yeah. they when they went to like the Playboy Mansion uh-huh. that most of the rooms were like um like bunk beds and the grotto was kind of like a no big deal thing. Uh-huh. But but the legend grew so that everyone wanted to have the house that you suspected the Hef should have right. and the fucking Groucho and the, his brothers are yeah, right yeah, up like that alley. Was, man. Uh, at the best, he was probably a weak imitation of guys. <laughs> Because they didn't like advertise and do it. They, they did that on. They did that for real. They like, just that was, that was their idea of a great weekend. They just went through Zigfield's girls like nothing, uh, like butter, like a hot knife to butter, like a hot knife through a woman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine like they like at the Playboy Mansion, like they. Oh man, how many yeast infections that pool has been pulled out of that pool? Mm, that's a lot of bread. So, Oof. so okay. now we're also now the other thing okay. is, I think I think it's not a she's not as interesting, but but. Carmen Miranda's gone through a lot of stuff here too, right? Because, yeah. you know, she uh, obviously, if you don't know her, she's the woman who famously like dances around with a like, huge <laughs> fruit hat. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've seen her, and you if you've seen any Looney Tunes for any length of yeah. time, you've seen her. And actually, we did a we did a, a show on uh, called Left Turn at Abacoiki, and one of the films of the Three Caballeros. Now, that's not Carmen Miranda, but it's her sister, her cousin, one of the Mirandas, her sister, who's sister, basically yeah. doing an imitation of her, right? Right, or or maybe that was here's the thing. Maybe that was some kind of huge thing in Buenos Aires, and she's just the one who broke through. Well, it's a here. bit. Here's why I suspect no, but I don't. I don't have like a, a definite no. Is that you know she is you know Brazil's biggest export for years and years and years, mm-hmm. all the way kind of like through World War II until the invention of the wax. What? 
Brazilian. Oh, oh man. And then land. the blowout. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, well, okay. So, so, and then on top of it, you know, just before World War II, there was this sort of like, um, I forget, it, Congress was like South American friend. Uh, whatever yeah. inter it, we need to keep the Monroe doctrine and here's why yeah and so it's and 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 you know as, as a result you know the Miranda types were hyped even more so yeah. like they and and then what happened is World War II ambassador is of goodwill exactly what happens is after that all of a sudden Brazil kind of turns on the Carmen Miranda types because it's like wait a minute it turns out we're kind of recognizing you're kind of a laughing stock <laughs> you know you're more American than Brazilian and you make us all look like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like Emilio Estevez makes the Sheens look, basically. Emilio, I, I would think that was Charlie. Oh, Charlie rocks it, man. Charlie's just uh, uh, Martin, Emilio. who's not yet sober. Emilio's the embarrassment. Oh please, you're the Emilio of this podcast. You're buddy. you're the Estevez. <laughs> you are the estuary of Emilios. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, that was so singularly unfunny. I have no idea what to do. Anyway, okay, so go. so this is a period of time where she's she's deciding, you know what, fuck everyone. Mm. I'm gonna try to be a lead that's a comedic lead. I'm gonna take the fruit off my head, which yes. she doesn't manage to do successfully in this movie anyway. She does for, for periods of time. Yeah, and at some point become blonde because she's playing kind of like dual roles, right. a la like Peter Sellers or or um um yeah. Alec Guinness. Um, and team up with someone who's going to make me funny by virtue of hanging out with them, Groucho yes. Marx, yes. and also make it kind of meta Hollywood, which is kind of, I think, meta Hollywood's one meta that I actually think consistently works. When Hollywood makes fun of itself yeah, or show well, business. Because Hollywood actually itself. knows what they're talking about there. They know the rest of the they time are. they don't. <laughs> they don't have no fucking idea. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so anyway, the premise really is that they're a, um, a husband and wife ish team, right? Because Groucho doesn't want to marry her necessarily. Yeah, well, yeah. Like That's part of the joke, right? Like they're finger banging. But uh, yeah, but but they're but they're they're like an act, like a vaudeville act, right? So I was trying to fuck this Miranda, <laughs> um, and and she uh, said, "Come in." And he's clearly she's clearly the more talented, or seen as the more talented of the two. Yeah, although she's he's the most marketable talent, yeah. And he, but he's funny off the stage, right? Because he's Groucho, yeah. Because he so he's just going to be her manager, yeah. And he somehow manages to sell her twice as two different people to uh, the, to the Copacabana nightclub. Owner. He does this joke that I think Jimmy Durante did one time. We talked about it, but it was even funny with Groucho. He's on the phone. He's on a payphone, mm -hmm. and someone's looking for him. And he comes up and he goes, uh, "Yes, son of a bitch!" And Groucho goes, "Hold on, I'm being paged." <laughs> I just love the way he fucking delivers shit. Uh, that's that's his fucking. By the way, just a, just a little bit of connection. Jimmy Durante show. That's where Carmen yep. Miranda died. That's right. And she in was fact, in the, she was in the she was in the green room waiting yep. to go on and went, took a nap and never never woke well, up. Well, actually, wait, no, no. I mean, that she may have done something like that. It's actually just slightly different. The version I heard. See if this resonates. Uh -huh. It's that um, she wasn't feeling well. Durante said she, she could skip it. She soldiered through, and in fact, that episode aired a couple months after her death but she yeah. went home and died no shit yeah i, I thought mean, she died like there in the green there's okay, a similar a thing with with when we did um anime wong where uh -huh. she sort of like goes home and it's told like you don't have to and she does this last trooper performance and then like, well, like everyone a, like dies we've got a dostoevsky character everyone dies in santa monica by the way did you uh, ever notice that william uh, holden Carmen miranda lupe velez santa monica is the leading cause of death amongst yeah secondhand star. santa monica Nice. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, anyway, so on back to the movie. All right. Yeah. So the movie is so basically, it's like um, somehow Groucho fucks it up because he decides I'll sort of take myself off the stage and right. I'll be your agent mm -hmm. and I'll pretend I have a million agents, but of course I'll just have you as the Act. one agent. 
I'm sorry, a million acts. Sorry. And, I'll, and I'll promote you, Carmen Miranda, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. But what happens is in, in trying to convince um, uh, the, like the right. Copacabana book owner that he has other acts, he somehow splits Carmen Miranda's she character. She has two into, different acts and they both and he wants to book both of them. I mean, it's nothing new. It's like so, Shakespeare or that, Three's Company. Or, or, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love Norman Fell walking through. You know, and of course, it's like you know. I mean, Miss Doubtfire. There's a million movies where it's like, yes, you know, like right. oh, I'll be right back. I at this dinner, this restaurant. There's nothing you know? funnier than somebody hurriedly changing their hair. I don't know why it is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I fall for it every time. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's it, it's there because it works still. But people are so immensely stupid that um, they considered reshooting all the parts where Carmen Miranda plays um, the other entertainer in a blonde wig because Brazilian fans would be mad that she was blonde. Really. Oh, idiots. That's, what That's the, the whole point. I was going to say. And, and, so and, it's, and Brazilians can be blonde. And the too. club owner sort of wanting to hit on one or other of the women. Apparently he doesn't actually, care. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He wants, yeah. he wants some stanky banking from one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so Groucho has to keep, somehow pretend that he's marrying one but cheating on her with the other. You know, it's sort yeah. of, I don't know, it's madcap and it's nonsense. And is it a great movie? No, but I found it fucking entertaining, man. I, okay, so here's the thing. It's one of those things where it's not yeah, a musical. A lot of time. It isn't. It's a movie that features musical acts in it, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I would say um, I thought the best music, the best musical act in the whole thing was Groucho himself. Yeah. I kind of found. Here's the thing. I, I recognize Carmen Miranda and what she did. Yeah. I just don't think it travels. Like there's no. something about it that just is not appealing to me. Well, the Bra- and, the Brazilians were right. Yeah. She was a mocking uh, <laughs> presence to them. I guess. And the other one is that there's this other guy singer, like a like a real yeah. dumb, pretty guy oh, singer. I forgot about him. I wanted to kill me. I wanted to kill myself every fucking time he showed up because oh, he would like smile. More of that guy. He's just like with this fucking crazy toothy grin while he's while he's singing. Well, he just says dumb he's things. Terrible off the stage. He's Some sort of those were funny, but 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 when he's singing, he's also got this crazy smile, and it was like the fucking Joker. I found him sort of terrifying. I'm speaking now to three people who are still alive, who haven't lost their faculties in a rest home. If you remember, like Jack Benny, there was the Dennis character who sang, and right. then offstage, he, it's that kind of like yeah, that yeah. foil, right? He's always putting oh, his foot in right. his mouth. Absolutely, absolutely. But in this case, he could he, he could sing decently, but there was something about him I found very off-putting. So um, no. okay, um, but but but. Groucho, like I said, is I love Groucho in this movie. Like him Who on his own. Love a good Groucho, God, my damn, friend. That man is funny. Oh, is I, like, he funny? I love the fact that he managed to be like sitting next to the Booker while he was on stage at the same time. It got very surreal there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they really that, that's, at some point like reality came off the rails, and and I found it okay. I uh-huh. thought that was extra funny then, and then he was watching himself. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So a decent movie, not a great movie. Eh. What do you think? I give it. Two greased mustaches up. <laughs> Two greased mustaches up. That's going to be my... That sounds very, very uh, sensual, Joseph. Thing. Yeah. No. Okay, Just quit playing with that right now. Stop. Stop. Leave your hem. Leave the hem of your shorts. Anyways. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I was going to say I found parts of it really annoying, but it was kind of funny. So just yeah. to see Groucho... Really kind of, really kind of work his own magic in a particular. I like that part. So I, see, see it for that. I mean, but I mean, I will also say that it, it comes with this. Um, it demonstrates why he probably couldn't have much of a movie career after the Marx Brothers. I mean, for, oh, yeah. for him to be on like the host of a of a game show yeah. or doing things like that, yes, to carry a film, he does need the brothers. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I mean, you guys, really about this movie, I would say there's really nothing in there that hangs a full movie on it. 
It's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of parts coming together, being stitched together. You know what it reminds me of? Like a much earlier version of the way that about ninety percent of SNL skits that try to be a movie uh, don't work. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Great. The butt, so except for it's Pat. Um. Okay. Okay. Okay, Pat. Alrighty, buddy. Uh, happy 2019 to you. Welcome to 2019. Oh. And when you're writing that check, put 2019. Absolutely.